It's season opener week for the Minnesota Vikings, so today we rehash the top five Vikings openers in team history on Minnesota Sports Rankum. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Top five lists every Thursday for you with myself, Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom on X, and Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman, right-hand man, ranking the top five Viking season openers in team history. Luke, this one's going to be a whole lot of fun. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on. Or enter promo code locked on for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Luke, a lot all the great Vikings teams in Vikings lore, a lot of those seasons were, were marked by wonderful, fantastic, memorable season openers. I had to go back in history, got to relive some season openers today, and you've got your top five Viking season openers. Uh, what'd you think of this list? Oh, this was so much fun sifting through, Sam. All these season openers the last 20, 25 years or so. Few that didn't make my list that were still wildly entertaining and memorable, that's for sure. I'm sure we'll go over some honorable mentions maybe at the end. I got to fling some of these out. But yeah, this was a lot of fun and getting me jacked for this Sunday, the 2023 Vikings season opener. Hey, congratulations, man. We made it to another NFL season. Chiefs-Lions tonight. Viking season kicks off on Sunday versus the Bucks. You know, it's going to have its ups and downs like they always do, but just glad we get to experience it together. Break it down week after week again right here every day on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. So I'm jacked up, man. Football's back today. One public service announcement before we get started. The Minnesota Sports Rankum Show, as part of a reorganization of our programming, we're going to roll this concept, Luke, into the Minnesota Football Party going forward so we're still going to be ranking stuff probably on thursdays it's just going to be part of the minnesota football party with luke braun and arif Hassan, so they can weigh in in their smart alecky ways and try to tell us that we're wrong when really everyone knows that we're the authority on this we're the rankers they they haven't practiced this for the last year but today we're talking about today luke inman you've got a top five list top five season openers hit me with number five yeah, well, you always email me every Wednesday afternoon with the Rankum topic for today. And yesterday it read, most memorable openers. So when I when I hear that, memorable, I think mm-hmm. of games that I'll always remember, win or lose, no matter the outcome. So I, I'm starting off with one that isn't necessarily a fun memory per se, but mm-hmm. one I know I'll just never forget, September 13, 2020. It was the very first time, and what I hope will be the only time fans of any team really watch their season opener with not one single fan in the stands, man. It's the COVID year, and I still look back. It just kind of trips me. It trips me out, man. Like to see the Vikings take on the Packers that day to start the year inside US Bank Stadium, to watch that on TV and not see one single person in the stands was just so weird it was so odd so unlike anything we'd ever seen before and it wasn't just the empty stadium if you remember it was like all the weird rules and logistics what's this going to look like that came along with it 
that everyone was just so confused about week one. Like there were times you could hear a pin drop. You could hear every single word down at the line of scrimmage, all the pre-snap jargon, right? The cadences, all that. It sounded like they were mic'd up because it was that quiet. But then like 10 minutes later, you also heard them try to like keep pumping in artificial crowd noise too, <laughs> yeah. which was super weird. And it was like, wait, is that just playing on my TV? Like, is that just Fox or CBS editing that in right now? Or are they actually playing that inside the stadium? And if so, how loud is it? Like, what's the rules on that? Because if it's a home game, you want the advantage. You want to manipulate that the best you can. Can some guy just jack it up to 150 decibels when the opposing team's offense is out there? So I know all those things were answered eventually, but man, that first game was so wild. There was just so many weird things we all experienced just as football fans that year. So home opener versus the Packers, a game they did lose. They kept it at least mildly entertaining near the end. 43-34 shootout. Hope you smashed the over that day, Sam. 77 points in all. Mm -hmm. Ealing, if you remember, he scored two touchdowns, have, had over 100 yards. But that was about the only bright spot that day. And again, even though they lost, when it comes to just memorable openers, that one was just too weird to ever forget. So it had to make my list here at number five. Yeah, it's a good one in terms of memorable. You're right. It fits the criteria perfectly and and so weird to see a game with 77 points, to see all those big plays and not to hear the crescendo of the crowd. Right. Like that that's right. your cue. That's your cue when something big happens to say, "Whoa. Big play just happened." Didn't have that anymore. Yeah, I'm crazy. dubbing that one the Twilight Zone game because it just felt mm -hmm. like you were in an episode of the Twilight Zone watching that empty stadium that day for the first time. It was just weird. Very weird indeed. Um, a theme in my list is that I, I chose season openers that marked amazing seasons in many cases. And I don't know if the, if the openers were truly epic or if they're just epic because of the season they represented. So my, my number five, it was not the prettiest game of all time, but it was Brett Favre's debut as a Minnesota Viking in Cleveland, if you remember, 2009. Uh, Brett Favre was not the star of this game. The Vikings won handily. They beat a bad Browns team 34-20. to Adrian Peterson stole the show this day. And if, there's, if there are two iconic plays that I remember from this one, number one, Brett Favre's first Vikings touchdown pass just a little quick out. Might have been a bubble screen to uh, Percy Harvin. Catch and run. Gets in the end zone. Brett Favre goes and tackles Percy Harvin in celebration. Uh, a guy half his age, literally, <laughs> um, which was awesome. And then at the end of the game to seal it, Adrian Peterson with one of the nastiest runs, I think, as a Minnesota Viking, where he just casts a Cleveland Browns defensive back into the sideline takes his right arm, throws him out of the way, and runs into the end zone. Three TDs for Peterson on this day, 25 carries, 180 yards, and a 14-point Vikings win. And Favre was off and running. He was quiet, 14 for 21, 110 yards and a touchdown. Um, he didn't really take off Luke until the Greg Lewis game two weeks later. There's probably what? 250 Adrian Peterson highlights out there to sift through, but yet that Cleveland Browns run week one with the stiff arm, that one always is played in the first five clips. It feels like of Adrian Peterson's just kind of highlight reel. Doesn't it? Uh, love that you called that game out. You may end up seeing and hearing about that one on my list 
soon to come. Let me jump into number four on my list. I'm cheating here just a bit because there's there's two noteworthy season opening debuts for two players that were icons in Minnesota, one for way longer than the other, but still kind of both magical in their own way. The first, that was Dante Culpepper's first game in 2000. He sits on the bench, remember, for a year in 99. Then he comes out versus the Bears in the Dome, lights the world on fire. Not one, not two, three rushing TDs that day. They needed all of them, too, that day. They beat the Bears 30-27 to in Dante Culpepper's debut. Flash forward seven years later, another iconic debut, Guy we were just talking about, another first-round rookie, ton of hype, ton of buzz all preseason, all training camp. Vikes-Falcons, September 9th, 2007. You already know who I'm talking about, APAD. Goes mm-hmm. off for 163 yards total, 19 carries, bucko three. Hey, that's only 5.3 yards per carry in his first game ever, Sam, in the NFL. No big deal. But he really put the league on notice when he took his only catch, 60 yards to the house. We all remember it. You can picture it right now in your head as we speak. Sam, it's just a little swing pass from T-Jack in the flat. Makes one man miss. Turns on the burners. Bye-bye. That's it. AP He's loose. Busts out on the scene, man. That was it. Yeah, PA on the call. He puts up his first what would be 56 100-yard games in purple. Uh, By the way, that got him inside the top 10 all-time for 100-yard rushing games. But Culpepper in 2000 versus the Bears, seven years later, AP's turn versus the Falcons. Those two, I'm combining those two, they come in at number four on my list. That's good. I was at that AP debut. I remember they, they, yep, I was at that game. They had a pick six right out of this right out of the shoot like i think it was the first drive atlanta was miserable they had just lost um michael vick to dog fighting i think their coach either just had or was about to quit on them wasn't that the petrino season mike zimmer was their defensive coordinator they were a mess and the vikings embarrassed them that yeah, day. 24 to 3 what a way to start and kick off that 07 season which was filled with crazy wild games in AP's rookie year. You mentioned the pick six to open the uh, the game. Do you remember who that was by, by the way? I would I would say uh, K. Will. It was. Not, you know, not a Winfield or a DB or even a linebacker like a Lieber. So, no. Kevin Williams, 54-yard interception return, start the game out 7-0. Unbelievable, Sam. Great call-up. Yeah. He had a couple of those, too, where he just snatched it. Yeah, at the line of scrimmage and took it to the house. Yeah, Winfield had a pick six that game as well, but that was later when the game yeah. was 17-3 already at that point, late in the fourth quarter, so pretty uh, fun. Yeah, offense wasn't doing much with T-Jack except Peterson with the catch and run. Otherwise, right. it was a, a defensive Yeah, uh, not struggle. doing much, even though AP's given mm-hmm. you five-plus yards per carry 19 times. Come on. Come on, T-Jack. Come on. I got you third and two every time. What do you want? You're better. <laughs> uh, for my number four... You know, my memory bank personally goes back about 25 years, but I wanted to seek one out that was a little more old school. So I found a gem from 1992 overtime in the season opener against the Packers at Lambeau. Terry Allen, Rich Gannon, Fouad Revez, Hassan Jones, the heroes of this one. Um, Terry Allen was the big star, 12 carries 140 yards Luke that is efficiency more than 10 yards a pop including a big run in regulation that set up a touchdown to tie the game and a big run in overtime 
that set up the game-winning field goal. Rich Gannon, not the most statistically impressive Vikings quarterback of all time, but put up 266 yards in this game, two touchdowns. Um, an OT walk-off field goal where, again, you just had to win the toss at that point. You win the toss, you drive the field a little bit, and you kick a field goal, you win the game. Terry Allen puts him in position, a walk-off field goal to start the year at Lambeau in 1992 for a 23-20 Vikings win. Terry Allen, the offensive hero. Yeah, and you mentioned you tried to find some some season openers, some games that ended up turning into great seasons. What was the mm-hmm. record that year? I don't remember. 1992, no idea. Th- this was the classic like lead up to 98 where all of the Denny Green teams mm-hmm. were about 9 and 7. Okay. Um okay. and they would usually make the playoffs and usually be an early exit. This year they were 11 and 5. Oh, in fact, in 92. So in now the I look, NFC what they Central the with the Bucks yeah, they, when there was they five lost yeah. in the first playoff game at home to Washington 24 to 7. So that was probably a the blogs were probably lighting up after that one, uh, after that playoff loss. This was a good team. Yeah. Number three on my list. It's a duplicate here, Sam, but there may never be a single Viking season opener with more hype than there was in 2009. The gunslingers in town. <laughs> months and months of anticipation leading up to that season. And they start on the road in Cleveland. You already mentioned it, went through the play-by-play. AP carries the load. He does the heavy lifting. Just an iconic AP type of game. Three TDs on the ground. Favre didn't need to do much. 21 passes, 14 completions. TD to rookie Percy Harvin, you mentioned that. That was a sneak peek at that deadly connection throughout the entire season. Bikes go on to win 34-20, kicked off. One of the best seasons in franchise history. The debut of Brett Favre, though, coming in at number three on my list. We're at the halfway point of the list, which means it's time to tell you about bird dogs. It's getting to that autumn season, which means you wake up, there's a little chill in the air. You want to be comfortable. You put on your bird dog's pants with that comfortable, airy liner. They're breathable, yet warm. They're cozy. I love my bird dogs. I've had Lululemon and then I switched to bird dogs and they are, they're a step above folks. You can get them at birddogs.com slash locked on. And they like to keep things interesting. First, they gave you the free white tech hat with any purchase. At one point they gave you the tumbler. Well, for my next order, I'm going to get the bird dogs water bottle, get a free bird dogs water bottle with any purchase. When you go to birddogs.com slash locked on into the promo code locked on at checkout, birddogs.com slash locked on. I am a complete convert to bird dogs. I love them. I wear them almost daily. The shorts, hopefully we still have some shorts days left this fall and the pants with the liners. So comfortable. And they've got awesome names too. Just go to the website, look at their collection, the Steven jobs, the Phil Gates, the Jeff pesos, check out the selection birddogs.com slash locked on for the promo code to get that free water bottle. All right, my number three, let's go back to 2017. That's another epic season for the Vikings, and it began with an epic win. Remember, the the new car smell was still on U.S. Bank Stadium. They kicked the season off on a Monday night against the Saints with Sam Bradford as their quarterback to begin the year. Bradford only goes for 346 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 27 of 32. I don't know how that's not a perfect passer rating, Luke, 
because he was only a 143 passer rating. That seems like it should be a perfect passer rating to me. Stefan Diggs put on a show. And that's another theme, Luke. In these season openers, the stars come out, mm-hmm. whether it's Peterson, Diggs, uh, Culpepper, Moss, maybe later in the list. Uh, Diggs for nine for 157. Dalvin Cook, 22 for 127. 470 total yards for the Vikings, who won the game 29 to 19, and it was not that close. So that's the quarterback you started the year with. Could have never imagined that Sam Bradford would not complete another game as starter that year after what he showed. Case Keenum takes over after that. The rest is history. But Bradford, I remember Mike Zimmer commenting on how impressed he was, how happy he was that he had this explosive passing offense with Bradford. And that was really his last moment in the sun as an NFL starter. After that, it was just a a knee that wouldn't cooperate with him. But 2017, man, pretty memorable under the lights at U.S. Bank Stadium. And I think Randy Moss got inducted into the Ring of Honor that night, too. A pretty cool evening for the fans. Yeah, Bradford had in that game, still to this day, Sam, the craziest, most wizard type of throw I've ever seen. Jarius Wright only caught one ball that game. I think it was one reception, 20 yards on the stat sheet. But it was literally right over this defender. If you've never seen it, go look it up. If you know what I'm talking about, you know how wild and crazy that throw was. I know you remember it. I posted it on my Twitter. It kind of blew up. But it was just one of those throws that was like, how the heck did he do that? And you're right. What a fun game. What a fun way to kick off that season that year. Sam Bradford, ah, if he could just stay healthy, man. Ah, that's too bad. That, that was a shame because he showed the potential. It flashed all the time, especially under the bright lights on that primetime game. That was a good one. Number two on my list. This could easily be number one when it comes to just like my own personal memories because this was the game that turned me in to the lifelong Viking fan, just kind of sucked me into this purple abyss. Maybe the Vikings fan I am today. I'll just never forget all the hype surrounding Randy Moss in 1998, both leading Mm -hmm. into the draft itself. Then he falls all the way to 21. Denny Green makes the call, shows up to training camp, looks the part, rocking that number 18 jersey for a few weeks. And then week one finally gets here. All right, the lights turn bright. The big reveal is finally here. Is he really going to live up to all this hype? What does he do? He just goes off, man. First, the Buccaneers, five targets, four of them catches, two of those touchdowns, 95 yards and all. And this is what made it so fun in electric sand. They weren't just little dink and dunks, right? Five-yard slants at the goal line. This is when we realized the long ball was going to be Randy Moss's forte. He was that home run hitter between, you know, the speed and then the ability to go up and high point any pass deep downfield. The perfect compliment to Chris Carter at the time to form that Batman and Robin, so to speak. Really, Batman and Batman, really, if mm-hmm. we're going to be honest here. But it was just so electric, so fun as a kid. And for me, being in sixth grade, watching that with my dad, experiencing that together, it was just the game I always think back to that I remember the most because it was the start of the most magical season I've still to this day ever experienced as a Viking fan. And Here's my favorite fun fact about that game. We would later find out a reporter asked Moss, what was your pregame meal? What, what, what was it? What did it that helped you energize, you know, and turn into the superstar for 60 minutes, Randy? His answer, a box of hot tamales and a Coke. You can't make it up, <laughs> Sam. 1998, the debut of the Super Freak, the start of that iconic 15-1 season. That comes in at number two on my list. Phenomenal. 
what a game. I'll talk more about that in a minute. My number two, and I don't honestly feel great about this number two, but I had a hard time ranking these. I really did. I didn't. This is, I think if this season had gone better, this would be more iconic. And again, it's the way the season ends that kind of forms your opinion. 2003, we've got bad, bad connotations about. Collapse down the stretch at Arizona. Nate Poole in the back of the end zone. No, the Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. So that's how we remember the season. But you remember they started 6-0. and And week one of that season, they put on a display in Green Bay. Always a little more weight when they play the Packers. Obviously, you, you went with a, a Packers game in 2020. I went with one from 92. I'm also going to go with one from 2003 where at Lambeau, they go in there. They march in there. Brett Favre is still at the, the height of his powers in Green Bay. And they led that game 27-3 to deep into the third quarter. And it wasn't all just the offense. The offense was obviously very efficient. Dante Culpepper, 195 yards, three touchdowns. Randy Moss, nine for 150 and a touchdown. So he showed up in another season opener. But the defense... And the Vikings played Favre so much that there's a few of these games along the way where they just they battered him and they picked him off four times, which I think they also did in the playoffs a couple of years later. Four picks of Favre in this game, two by Corey Chavis, one by Brian Russell, another by Brian Williams. And the Vikings, they had to stave off some garbage time touchdowns. It was never really a threat. Final score was 30 to 25, but they dominated 27 to 3 late in the third quarter. Packers with a, a late, a too late uh, charge down the down the stretch. Vikings victory never in doubt. A big win to kick off what would be ultimately a disappointing season, but an explosive offensive season from Culpepper and Moss. These names are killing me, man. I had to pull it up. Vikings score first, quick, right out the gate. 11-yard pass from Dante Culpepper to John Avery? I got to be, I don't even remember that name, dude. (laughs) What is a John Avery to go up 7-0 to start that 2003 season in Lambeau, no less? Dwayne Bates, two-yard TD pass from Culpepper. Ahmad Green, even the Packers, these names, man. Javon Walker, Ahmad Green, Najee Davenport, Donald Driver, Bubba Franks. What an era, man. I remember that era so well because, again, that was right in my peak prime three, four, five years into being a Viking fan as a kid, junior high, high school kind of era. Uh, super fun, man. Great callback. And kind of a sneaky game there, too, that a lot of people forget about because you're right, that season didn't turn out the way we all wanted it to. So I'm glad you got that on the list. Number one. All right, number one on my list here, Sam. A game, obviously, I wasn't around for. I didn't witness it. I didn't see it live. But it just felt like this game needed to be at the top of the list because it was the first game ever in Vikings franchise history. Game number one. We're going all the way back. September 17th, 1961. Sam, you just got your driver's license, I think, that week. That's how long ago this was. Mm -hmm. Vikes take on what would turn out to be one of their two biggest rivals, right? Chicago Bears, Metropolitan Stadium, front of a sold-out crowd, 26,000 fans in the stands there, Sam. Huge underdog going in. It's their game one. They're going up against the Bears coaching legend, George Hallis, ends up just wiping the floor with the Bears. 37-13 was the final. Check this stat line out by Fran Tarkenton. 17 of 23, 250 yards, and four touchdowns. But this is in 1961, Sam. Like, 
that's the era of the ground and pound. I mean, you're lucky if your offense throws it 13 times a game. Tarkington's putting up a passer rating of 148.3, man. That was just unbelievable. Vikes defense put on a clinic, five turnovers, four interceptions. Franchise starts out their first chapter, first page of the new era, 1-0. Didn't see it, but still, for me, feels like I'm doing this list a disservice if I didn't have it number one on my list. That no, that's good. Got to throw it back. I think uh, I think next gen had Tarkenton leading the league in air yards that week. I think that I the, think so. Yeah, yeah. Next yeah. gen. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, next yep. gen. Um, yeah, because they had the chip in the right. In the pad, yeah, in the yeah. Board. I think yeah. he reached yeah. a top speed of uh, twenty-one miles an <laughs> hour right. scrambling yes. that week. That's awesome. Um, yeah, my number one. I'm gonna go back to your number two, ninety-eight, which was now Luke twenty-five years ago. I assume should get the exact date because the 25 year anniversary of this game would uh would obviously be coming up this was played on september 6th which was yesterday wow so 25 years ago yesterday vikings bucks moss debuts and his touchdowns were not cheapies uh luke i believe he was double covered on both of them like that tells you how much hype there already was about Moss. I, I don't know if it was his preseason performances or just what he put on tape in college. The announcers seemed to already understand, like even before he caught a pass, that, okay, this guy's dangerous. He's going to be a problem. And they're already saying things like, these defensive acts are going to have nightmares for years with Randy Moss. First touchdown catch, he juggles it, remember? He kind of bats it up around and hauls it in, contested catch. And then his second one, in traffic uh, i think he, defensive back's got his arm in the way reels it in anyway and another theme of this list quarterbacks who started the year who did not finish the year so like sam bradford and brad johnson who was the quarterback in that game who eventually gave way to randall cunningham one week later kind of similar to uh sam bradford but uh johnson goes for 15 of 25 189 but four touchdowns in this game Again, Vikings never threatened 31 to 7 in a game that strangely they were outgained in, but they won it handily and the Bucs had no chance. Eventually, Luke, though, the Bucs would get their revenge and they would beat the Vikings for their lone loss of the regular season a little later that year. But what a debut for Randy Moss at the Metrodome. And I just love that it was at home. I love that he was doing Lambo leaps in the first game ever in his career. That was awesome. Hot tamales and Coca-Cola Classic, Sam. Breakfast. That's what I drink before uh, before the show. Breakfast of champs, baby. Get a little boost. Um, Coming up a little later today, we're going to have a full season prediction segment for the Vikings in 2023 with Arif Hassan and Luke Braun. Ron Johnson will join us as well. Coming up on today's Minnesota football party. But this has been Minnesota Sports Rankum. He's Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Big thanks to all who watch and listen. And watch for this segment on upcoming Minnesota football parties going forward. We appreciate the viewership, and we'll see you next week.